The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Crisis for the geek kind. Top geek officials admit they underestimated the hipster's defense capability. Geeks from all over the globe are joining up to fight for the future. They're doing their part. Are you? Join Weeby Geeks and the Geek Revolution and save the world. Service guarantees citizenship. Want to know more? Do not attempt to adjust your device. This is a Stream Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced. It cannot be stopped. And it is the only free voice left in the Geek Revolution. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. Uh, for Derek and I, it's a... Uh, it's a little different record night this week, and we're okay with that. It actually works, <laughs> and Derek actually works out because I have a shift on Friday from work where I don't get out until like eight forty-five. So I would have been scrambling getting home. <laughs> um, so it actually works out for the for the best. It's a cool deal. Um, it is the dashing duo, Derek, myself, and Mike. And before I introduce our guest. Uh, check out the, the homepage, WeebyGeeks.net. Um, check out our partners and our affiliates. Not my dogs that are barking in the background. We <laughs> um, we are back to that stage again. Uh, they bark at it. It's been a weird day here. Um, but check out our partners and our affiliates, uh, our T Public Store, um, Bitty Boomers, where you use the code WeebyGeeks for 15% off your purchase. Uh, especially if you want a really cool Bluetooth speaker or a pair of speakers, because they will fill a room or office really well. Uh, I believe an outdoor deck too. You, it, it, they put out sound. It's great. Um, but on the line with us, we have from the Noble Collection, which is a great company. Uh, they have a lot of uh, movie prop replicas. And a lot of other great licenses, most of it under uh, the Universal and Warner Brothers um, monikers. We have Julian from the Noble Collection. How's everyone doing tonight? How are you? I'm good. Glad to be here. Oh, it's our pleasure. Let's start off with the first thing. Y'all have launching uh, as this podcast is going to drop. Um, if it hasn't already launched, it's about to launch. But I believe it'll already have been launched. Stuff for Star Trek's 55th anniversary. I, it yep. all dropped on September 8th, depending on when you're listening to the show. So as of September 8th, Noble Collections dropped is dropping a lot of stuff for uh, Star Trek's 55th anniversary. Fill us in on some of the stuff that's coming. Well, I think the uh, the signature piece is the prop replica of the tridimensional chess set, which oh. is a a one hundred percent authentic replica of the chess set is featured in the original series. 
Um, a lot of time and work went into making that one. A lot of love went into that piece. And it just looks fantastic. It's on the cover of, uh, of our catalog. And I think fan response to that has been fantastic. The other pieces that support that are some, we've done our bendy figs, which is our new platform of bendable figures. Um, we call them uh, toilectable figures because they, they, they bridge the gap between a toy and a collectible. The collectible piece being the amount of attention we put into the, the sculpting and the deco and the packaging and every aspect of that figure makes it totally cool for collectors. Um, but it's a bendy fig, so it's great for kids to play with and or a collector to display. And the beautiful thing is um, a lot of uh, uh, collectors are using these as a gateway with their kids to introduce them into collecting because the quality is so fantastic. But if the kid drops it, nothing's going to happen. It's a bendy fig. It'll, you know, <laughs> it'll, it'll bounce. They're all packed out in um, action figure style packaging with a with a dead with a uh, stand, and they also have uh, accessories to match with the figures. Appropriate accessories, soft goods were appropriate, but um, we've launched with our original series Star Trek figures: Kirk, Uhura, uh, McCoy, and uh, Spock. Um, and then we're following those up with uh, four figures from the next generation. So we've got um, uh, Picard, Data. Um, Worf and Troy are coming out as well. Okay. Um, any chance uh, with the Bendy Figs that others will will be coming outside of this initial eight? We're already working on a, a Gorn, which is looking fantastic. Um, and then it comes down to uh, the you know fan response. Do, you know, do they like the figures? Or they look, do, you know, do these do well? Do we make some more? We've got some figures in in the hopper ready to go. Um, uh, Sulu's my favorite, so he's uh, pushed him up on the charts. We want to get a, you know, uh, you got to get a, a Sulu out there um, and other characters uh, from the series. So um, you know, Chekhov hasn't been done either, uh, but they're they're in the queue. We just uh, we'll okay. get the first eight figures out there, see how they see how how fans uh, respond to them, and then keep going from there. We think they'll love the um, alternative to traditional action figures that these bendy figs create but just because um, the quality of the, of the sculpting and the deco is so good. Excellent. Now, will it be something where each wave is a, um, a mix of original series and then next generation era? Well, so far they're all, uh, their waves are, so the first wave was all original series. The second wave is all next generation. So the third wave would, would likely go back to the original series if we're going to do the Gorn that gives you a chance to do Sulu uh, and Chekhov, for example. So we'd probably go back to the original series um, and then look to see where we go from there. We've got a brand new format that we've developed that's called the Toilectable Treasures, which is like a diorama. And what that is, is um, it's a diorama, but it has a full color acrylic display. And the acrylic lets light shine through. So if you want to, you can, sh you know, light can come through it, but the, the, the printing is, is beautiful. So it doesn't need the light to really, you know, enhance the storytelling. So we're doing some versions of the Starship. So we'll start with uh, the original series Enterprise. We've got an Enterprise mm -hmm. D in the works and then Kirk in the captain seat. And that would, if you can imagine a diorama of roughly, you know, six inches tall, Kirk in the captain's seat and the, 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 the screen, but the image behind him is the, uh, the bridge of the classic Enterprise to kind of bring that scene to life. And on the versions of the ships, it's the appropriate star fields in the background. So you'd position the ship and the, you know, figure out what's the right way to position uh, the ship. Is it tilted as an angle? Is it coming at you? And then what's the right star field in the back? Is it coming out of uh, a warp speed 
or is it you know coming oh, wow. in at a slower pace? So you'd figure that out. And we've got the ships that are in the works. So uh, like I said, the original Enterprise, Enterprise D. Um, and other ones we're looking at is um, Discovery. Uh, we think we can use that screen in the background to recreate the recreate the black uh, black alert effect where it drops out of black alert and use the background to to simulate that. Okay, nice. Yeah, we're excited about the stuff that's coming from from Star Trek. It's it's a it's a great IP. The, everyone working on it loves working on it. We love uh, um, t- you know coming back and forth as to which ship, which characters, you know, what's the next one to focus on. Okay, very cool. Because I know, like next generation era, yeah, I I like Picard and in that cast, but I was a big Deep Space Nine fan. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, of of the between next gen uh, TNG and Voyager and and Deep Space Nine, Deep Space Nine was the the one that when that one came out, I I kind of drifted away from next gen and and stuck mm-hmm. with uh with DS Nine. Yeah. Well, what's one of the beautiful things the the grant of rights we have uh, with. Uh, Viacom lets us go in, uh, as as deep as we can into into the into the universe, and you know that's part of what we look at as we develop the platforms. Which ones do 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 collectors connect with? You know, it might be you know uh, you know Harry Potter fans dig the the replica ones. You know, our Star right. Trek fans going to dig. Is it the Benny Figs? Is it the collectible treasures? And once you know we see what connects with them, then you then you can start going uh, deeper into those into those uh, into the IP. Tribbles, tribbles. Uh, yeah. We don't have we don't have a plush license, but there may be a way to do tribbles somehow. Potentially, as an you know, you could do an accessory of uh, of Kirk with the right you know with the shirt he wore with the right, right. uniform he wore from that episode, um, and then have tribbles as as an accessory potentially. Would y'all be able to do it at, under uh, instead of labeling it as a plush, labeling it as a prop replica? Uh, pr- uh, maybe it depends. We'd have to talk to our friends at uh, at Viacom. You know, they they'd have to look at how it fits in with the overall strategy right, right, right. on the IP. And you know, as long you know, as long as you're not stepping on anybody's toes, um, if it's going to you know, as long as it is a real prop replica, and you're not just calling it that to get around a um, somebody else's <laughs> right, right, license, right, right. You know, it's right, yeah. folks. Folks are up for it. You know, they uh, you know experience the licensors are um uh are you know do appreciate how much fans love these properties and if an opportunity presents itself to do something that they think is going to engage the fans you know if they can do it um they they actually would be inclined to do it you know there's uh they know how much fans um how well they respond to these things like this now i'm looking at the uh tri-dimensional chess set mm-hmm yeah, I am too. It looks really nice. In the series, the 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 dark squares were were pink. I always thought they were blue. That you know, looking at the reference from the show and working with our our licensors, that's part of the the decisions you're making. Is it is it blue? Is it red? What's the what's the authentic color you need to go with? Um, and that was the option that uh, that we went with. I think there are blue versions, but the one in the show from that episode is got those reddish squares. I'm gonna go have to, I'm gonna have to go back and look. Okay. <laughs> now, okay. What? So the chess set was only used in one episode. Um, it was certainly used in one episode, but it's appeared in the background several times. In, okay. The, obviously, it was prominently featured in in uh, in Voyager of, uh, of um, not Voyager in um, in Discovery uh, in the last uh, in you know in the, in the beginning of the show. Right. So it's 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 made appearances throughout the uh, the franchise. Okay. Well, I know we would see it a lot in in Spock's room because that's mm-hmm. where right. But yeah, a lot of a lot of attention goes into. 
sculpting each individual piece, you know, making sure it gets the right size, the right color. Um, And to their credit, the team at uh, at Viacom is uh, very, they're super collaborative. Uh, They're very knowledgeable of the IP. They're great partners in terms of guiding the development of the products. Okay. So, yeah. I, so, did they provide the rules for you for the uh, chess set, or? Uh, no, there's. I mean, there's general. The the how do you play the game is it's something any is it's Googleable. It's you know it's out in the in, right, yeah, in the exactly, ether. Yeah. yeah. No. Mm-mm. Yeah, I have I have Googled the chess set and <clears throat> everything for original series where we see it played or see it in the picture it, it's the red but it's it's great the next generation the squares are black okay well i mean if you think Which about is it cool. yeah. if you think about it you can get chess sets with red or black squares you know yeah. white and black squares it's you know as long yeah. as they're, they're different colors yeah it's 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 acceptable so but in our case it was important to replicate the one seen on on the show as a proper replica yeah, it's gorgeous. Thank I just you. I just don't know where people and where I even saw. Oh, it's blue. You it, know, um, it's not an uncommon uh, color. I, to be honest, I, I I I see it as blue when I look at it in my mind's eye as well. Um, but knowing the the attention of uh, the detail that goes into development at Noble Collection, they had started that piece by the time I got there. They were actually launching it. So I know how much attention to detail they put into it. So even though when I saw it, I first thought it was blue as well. But when I saw that they had done it and it was red, um, I didn't question the that that was the actual color it should be. Yeah, because well, I'm, I'm sure your designers probably was given access to to the props and, and, and images from from the set, or at least images from the set to look at. It depends on, on the IP. In some cases, you get access to the props. In some cases, you get actual molds struck from the original props. And in, a, in, a, in an iconic series like this, which, for, you know, which is uh, you know, decades old, it's, you don't often get access to the prop. There's just photo uh, reference and other archives, potentially. Right. Sometimes there are, are 3D models that they have as part of the style guide. But, you know, yeah. all, for example, all of our uh, Harry Potter wands are made, you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the molds are struck in Leavesden by the, by the people that make the wands um, and send us the, the mold directly. So you get a Harry Potter wand or a, um, an Albus Dumbledore wand. It's, it's, you know, that our mold is struck from the original. Okay. Yeah. Now, you might, Mike, I'm looking, there was one put out by the Franklin Mint way back in yeah. 1994. There was. And, and that one's blue. Right, mm-hmm. I, I think that what may that would be the first time. That might be what you were thinking of. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's the first time. You said ninety four. Yeah, there was a Franklin Mint store here in Orlando at the Florida Mall, and I th- and when we were moved down here in ninety six, I think they still had it as mm. an option. Yeah, and so seeing it in person. I always thought it was, I was like, oh, okay, it's blue. Yeah. I never yeah. paid attention to what it was in the show. Right. <laughs> it is, you know, when you look at the, at ours, it's, it's spectacular in, in, in person when you're looking at that. I mean, we've got some, uh, we do some great photography on our, on our website and uh, it really helps bring it to life. But when you see it, you can really appreciate um, the yeah. attention to oh, detail yeah. and the quality of it in person. Yeah. It's pretty spectacular. It, if my, if my dad was still alive, this would be something I'd be looking at trying to get him uh, for Christmas. 
Oh, that's beautiful. But uh, I know I, I'm I'm thinking about getting it for my dad for Christmas. He's a huge <laughs> Star Trek. Great. Good. But, I, but I lost my dad in 2017. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but I know he he would love this, and he, and he he would be one to know if I turn around and said, "Dad, did you realize the mm-hmm. chess the chessboard was r- red and clear?" He would have been, "Yeah, yeah." I, I, I know that. <laughs> so. Um, outside of the, the Bendy fix, the, the Gorn and Sulu, um, and possibly check off what else is, are you, are you able to say is coming down the line, uh, for Star Trek for, for this, uh, 55th anniversary? Well, in addition to the to the bendy figs, the things I'm most excited about is what I mentioned earlier: the toilectable treasures, the dioramas featuring uh, the uh, the Enterprise ships uh, and uh, and Kirk in the uh, in the captain's chair. I think that's going to be a great piece for uh, fans and collectors to have at their collection and 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 in, and to display uh, wherever they may like. Because I think they're just going to be very cool pieces. You know that uh, chess set is. Super iconic, um, and we're looking at other potential props that make sense for us for us to do as well. There's a lot of great stuff coming from uh, from Star Trek between the new animated series Prodigy and and the the, the new you know um, uh, discoveries you know still firing all cylinders, and I've got a new series with uh, the Enterprise with Captain Pike at the helm, so not the helm but in the captain's chair. So there's a lot of great stuff coming down that we're looking forward to, to getting into and, and figuring out what the right items are to bring to collectors. I'll toss it out there. I would okay. love I would love a communicator. Okay. Mm, yeah. I know they've you know they've they've uh, they've been done, but I, you know what we want to do is what's what I would love to see what our designers could do to to present it because yeah. one of the things that that they sell it is not just the development of the product, but the entire product, even the packaging. So if you were to look at our, our Harry Potter ones, you know, the experience for you as a collector begins with that beautiful replica of the Ollivander's, uh, Ollivander's box mm-hmm. um, and opening that up and having the uh, everything inside, just how that how the wand presents itself. And, and, so the, if we and were- the tooling with that wand too, because uh, we, uh, my daughter reviewed uh, for the Harry Potter's birthday. Uh, she got Harry's wand and the wand stand and uh I don't know if you can see it behind me, back by this one picture, uh, is a Harry Potter bendy fig. Right. That looks like Hermione from here. Uh, from what I can see, it might be. Yeah, it, Harry. it's Harry. It is Harry. It's Harry. All right. Um, and then, uh, what, you got the wand, the, the stand? I got Gryffindor, stand, and Harry's and, and then the bendy fig. That was it, right? Okay. Nice. As you yeah, no. probably heard her in the background. Yes. Yeah, no, we love those. Uh, the ones... Mm-hmm. What's one of the great things is um, they just feel great in your hands. Yeah. The weight, there's yeah. there's a weight to them. You know, there's a lot goes into into people uh, probably. You know, I'm sure the fans appreciate it, but the average person doesn't really think about how much work goes into every aspect of that, including the feel. What's it feel like in your hand? Yep. You know, there many of them are largely resin. Some of them, because of the the shape, um, needs to be in a different material. So you have to balance out. The material with what else you're going to do to deliver that that yep. weight and heft, so that when um, you know, yes, a fan may pay forty five dollars for that one, but when you pick it up in your hand, you know, it feels like something special, something a lot more valuable, um, and that's what we strive to deliver with all the products we develop. Her Harry, her Harry Potter wand is her third wand. 
Okay. Uh, she has two interactive wands from Universal. Okay, uh, great. She has Hermione, and then um, the last time we went, when she actually got her robe, because uh, okay. she has uh, her Ravenclaw robe, um, she got Nymphadorus. All right. Which Nymphadorus... Nymphadora fits her perfectly. It, when, yeah. I mean, she holds the others and you can see it, it. she's comfortable with it. Right. Once she grabs Nymphadora's, it's like, it's a match. It was, it was yeah. meant for her. So, well, we'll, we're, mm-hmm. we're proud to also manufacture those wands for, for Universal. So the ones really? that the, they sell, the interactive oh, wands, nice. we manufacture those as well. So they, you know, whether if you're buying an oh, authentic Harry Potter wand, it's, it's from the Noble Collection. The Noble so, Collection. Uh, you know, sign that uh, became a, a, Harry, a Wizarding World partner uh, roughly 20 years ago um, and has been, uh, we're, you know, fortunate to have that close association with the fans as, as the people who make the wands. And there's, uh, the, you know, we're uh, proud to work with the team at the uh, Universal Theme Parks to, you know, deliver on those wands for them as well. So the interactive and non-interactive, or the interactive and the replica wands that are sold at the parks are made by you guys. Correct. Yep. And that's what, you know, part of the beauty is you walk in, if you walk into the parks and you look, they do a beautiful job of displaying the product. Yes. You you can see a wall with, you know, anywhere from 20 to 50 wands, depending on the display. Yeah. And one of the things that that, uh, is magical about that is that display draws you in. And you're probably going to buy Ron or or, or Harry or Hermione, but you love looking at that display. Um, And, you know, you may just find that one, that person who just wants that Death Eater a wand, but people I find love looking at the display and realizing how much detail and work goes into each and every single yeah. wand and how different every single wand is. And a Death Eater may be on screen for, you know, 30 seconds and you may never really see his wand because he or she is holding it in their hands. Uh, but then you see it uh, through one of the displays and you get to appreciate how much time yeah. the designers over, you know, the, the team at, at, you know, the folks over at Leaves and the creative teams that work on these films put so much effort into every aspect of that film. Yeah. And, you know, our, our task is to, is to bring that to life for the fans. So uh, we get to create a product that lets them see how wonderful, you know, all 70 of those ones look and how different they yeah, are. Yeah. Um, and then sometimes you can mm-hmm. identify, you can see uh, elements of the character within the design of the ones that, and that really brings it to life for people. See the, the one one my wife likes is Luna Lovegoods. Oh, she loves it because of, of the, the flower at the end. Yep. And mm-hmm. she's a, she's a fan favorite. People love yeah. Luna as a character. Yeah. She's, so, you know, the character is just genuinely likable and kind and nice and the noble character. Um, so people respond well to her and her wand is absolutely uh, beautiful. I I have not figured out which one I like. I know what, when I went and did the Pottermore, well, originally it was yeah. uh, Pottermore. Now it's what, Wizarding World online. Mm-hmm. Um, both both times, the uh, my wand is uh, is the dark, dark ebony. Okay. You're you're my Potter expert, kiddo. Which one do you think? I don't know. This is Mr. Julian from the Noble Collection. Hello. And he inf- How are informed you? me your two interactive wands are made by the Noble Collection. Oh wow! So yeah. you so you have three Noble Collection wands. She does. <laughs> she does. Because so, I have Tom Granger. Mm-hmm. Potter. Yeah, Potter Great. is just the replica, and you were wanting to get a Nymphadora. Nymphadora. 
replica and not the interactive yeah. that way you have the interactive yeah. for the parks and then right your other for when you do your cosplay nice. um so well, she's what? a good decision maker those are I good know. ones I thought it was a pine wood. No, that's mine. That's mine's yours. Mine, mine's the the ebony, ebony yeah. wood, or it's dark. It's the dark, the darker wood. It's like almost the black wood. Yeah. Because mm. we have the same wand, but different wood. Okay, cool. So, that's very cool. So the one I kind of like is Snape. Yeah, it's a beautiful, elegant. It feels, Neville. it looks very elegant, doesn't it? Yeah, and, and Neville's the other one that I like. I just yeah. don't know which of the two I would go for. I would have to see them, <laughs> see and hold. I see. You think Neville? Well, that's part of the uh, the beauty of 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 that of that line is you get to there's there's different ways to 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 get into it. You either love the one, it's beautiful, or you just connect with that character. You love Neville, or you love you know you love you think Tonks is is super cool, so you want to get her wand. And there may be another wand that you just think that's absolutely gorgeous. You may not be an Albus Dumbledore fan, but. Dumbledore's uh, wand from the Fantastic Beast movies um, yes. is my favorite. I think it's absolutely yeah. stunning piece. Um, so you know that's you know that's some of the ways people look at it when they're when they're looking at our wands, and that's where that when you get a chance to see them all displayed, either and you can see them all probably uh, featured on our website, or if you're at Universal St- uh, Studios uh, at the Wizarding World and you see the wands on display, it's just a great way to see it. And also, um, if you go to the um, the flagship store, the Harry Potter flagship store in New York City, they've got an, an, an exquisite display of all the wands, and yeah. they have some exclusive wands that they sell there, um, uh, such as you know the Gryffindor House wand, Slytherin House wand, and others. And those are those are uh, made by us as well. So even if you get the the exclusive flagship store wands, you can get either at the flagship store or at the Leaves and Studio during the tour. Um, those are made by by the Noble Collection. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's uh, it's one of the things after you know working on it for twenty years um, and with the, the prop makers and uh, being so involved in with the franchise and working so closely with the franchise teams, um, it just helps. Uh, we take take all that uh, passion and experience and deliver it into each one of the ones that we developed, and we've got those higher price ones that that, that um, people love, but they're you know forty five to sixty five dollars roughly, depending on. Mm-hmm. On the one for the for the prop replicas, and then we do a one that you can buy at at, at Walmart, which is a um, uh, the mass market one, which is it's about seventy five percent the size of the prop replicas, and it's it's PVC versus resin. Um, it's uh, much less expensive, and that's a, a mystery purchase. You don't know which one you're going to get inside, but they're all themes. So whether it's a, a Death Eater theme or the Professor's theme, um, you know pretty much which characters you're going to get. Um, uh, a selection from, and those those people that's been doing very well, and that's a chance for um, younger kids to get a product that you know the parents aren't worried about their you know a resin prop replica getting <laughs> dropped. Right. Yeah. Uh, actually, I was I, Zoe was actually wrong. It's not Neville's. I was inter- the other one. I was intrigued by it was Sirius Black. Sirius Blacks. Yeah. And, and I'm looking at, at his even more, and, and I I'm really. I really Sirius. like Sirius's. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's uh, that one is uh, uh, beautiful because of the the etching that's on there, um, and because he's just he's such a great character. Yeah. But that's a wonderful one as well. That's Gary Oldman too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I yeah I, I think I like Sirius's how it goes from from the a squarish yep. to it to the round how. Mm-hmm. 
the twist and, and the the etchings on it. Yep, yeah, I hear you. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful piece. But that's again, that's the the, the fun and the and the magic of this uh, uh, of these. And it's also one of the reasons why we uh, go so deep into it. You know, it's not just the top four, five, six characters. Yes, the top four, five, six characters are the most popular, and that's the ones people uh, buy the most of. Um, but you know, like I said, so much attention and, and detail goes into every single one of those ones yep. um, that they deserve to be brought out. And that fan who just wants that one Death Eater wand, um, we think they should have the chance to get it if they want it. So we want to be able to to bring that to them. It, it's it's almost like uh, you know other franchises that were into you know Star Wars or uh, mm-hmm. um, Marvel or DC. Uh, and I know y'all deal with DC as well. Yep. Um, is some good stuff for DC. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have, you know, the lightsabers. Right. Uh, you, you've got all the different lightsabers of the specific characters. And then there's, right. you know, the only thing they haven't done is like the various generic lightsabers that could be for Padawan training or youngling right. training or um, closest they've come to that would have been uh, the Jedi Temple Guard. There was a saber for the guard uh, mm-hmm. that they sold, you know, here at the parks. Well, they've done, I mean, from the toy side, they've done other like customized own saber kits from yeah. uh, Hasbro. And then at the park, you can go to, to, at the park, you can build your own lightsaber, select the different elements yeah. of it. So there's a way to, to they, they've, they've offered that experience to folks, um, which I think is, is great. You know, that's, you know, it's, it's unique in the wizard world in the, as the wand selects the wizard um, and they're all different. Um, yeah. So it's not, you know, that's one of the unique aspects of it that we enjoy bringing uh, in our products. And, and it's almost it's almost that way now. Uh, when you go get your wands, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you think there's one that you really like, right? Because uh, right. I, uh-huh. I know Zoe was also talking about wanting to get uh, Jenny's. Yep, Jenny's one because she lo- she really likes Jenny as well. Um, yep. But I know, you know, first time it was Hermione because her and her friend were dressing up both as Hermione. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and the first time we got her her wand, uh, it was just us. And we got, you know, that was the wand she wanted. Um, but then when we went around last Christmas, you know, she had the chance to really sit down and, and look at them and pick them up um, or, or feel from the display right. before picking them up. Yep. You know, she asked, can I, can I see the, the Nymphadora? She grabbed, you know, they brought it. It was interactive. And she, you know, you could see her doing the, the, um, spell strokes and everything and the movements and it just flowed so well. And, and the way she hooked her pinky in the, um, under, in the, um, cause Nymphadora looks like the, uh, the pitcher flower because it's got that triangle and it's got the, the opening. It is the uh, the the back end is very unique, almost like a um, uh, a petal is the best yeah. way to look at it. Hmm. It's uh, it's quite and the color because it's got the um, the light and the brown wood stripes going through yes. it is um is it's a, it's a very pretty wand. To me, uh, when when I saw it, you, you know those water pitcher plants that are almost like a a fly trap. Yeah, that's what it looked like. <laughs> but she she slid her pinky right in that nook from the pedal right to to like the the plant opening right and her pinky just sat there and she's doing it I'm like okay yeah it's so perfect for, <laughs> for her so the wand chose the wizard the wand chose the wizard in this particular case 
Um, <laughs> Great. And, and, it all, and she's now I got to ask, did y'all make the miniature blind bag wands? No, those were done. Uh, there were some die cast miniatures that were done by Jack specific. Um, those were done. Uh, we, we licensed before I joined the Noble Collection. I was at Warner Consumer Products. We had licensed Jacks. They did the miniature diecast ones. Those were about I'm gonna say two and a half, uh, three inches long. They came with a little plastic stand. Yeah, diecast metal. With mm. okay, because it doesn't feel like metal. Uh, at, at that scale, that small, it's hard right, to get yeah. the weight or heft in it. Um, but they were diecast. The the stand was plastic, of course. But right. the, the 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 ones themselves were diecast. And, and I love how it's got the the spell glow that goes around it, which helps it access it helps the stand. Help. Yeah, yeah. And, and she and she has nymphadoras on that one too. Okay, very good. Yeah, yeah. They did some nice work back then. I mean, they still do nice work, but on the ones, they did some nice work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, Derek, I'm taking up a lot. That's okay. I'm enjoying listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, yeah, oh, we we covered Star Trek. We've done a little All Harry right. Potter, Fantastic Beasts. Um, you know, we're gonna cover a little bit of everything that y'all do. All right. Um, and I know this one, I'll get a little bit more interaction from from Derek with DC Comics. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know you got the bendy fix for that. Yes. And you you get the statuettes and a whole variety of things. Just no mm-hmm. just no Riddler stuff yet. Well, no, we've got the no no actually you're right, no Riddler stuff yet. You know, a lot of the prop replicas are based on, on the films. Um, especially, you know, beginning mostly with the Chris Nolan uh, films. Right. Uh, and there just has, obviously, the, the Riddler hasn't been featured in any of the films since then or any of the stuff out from um, from uh, either either uh, Chris Nolan or in uh, in the Justice League uh, right. versions, the recent ones um, with Zack Snyder. So they haven't really brought the, the, the Riddler into, into the mix yet. Um, plenty of Joker stuff, uh, both from Suicide Squad with Jared Leto, and in um, the, just the iconic performance uh, that Heath Ledger gave with some uh, products from that film as as well. But we've had a lot of fun working on on the Batman films. The 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 Dark, the Dark Knight trilogy really gave us a lot of great stuff to to work in on and yeah. from prop replicas. And then we also did some some uh, statuettes, which I think are, are, are nice in different in different materials. Um, and then, uh, you know, uh, love it or not, uh, the Green Lantern film gave us a very cool looking Green Lantern and, and a pretty uh, awesome Green Lanterns ring that we do as well. Um, and those yeah, I think yeah. are, are a lot of fun. They look really good. That uh, that lantern is a beautiful piece. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, from Aquaman, we did a beautiful life replica of Aquaman's trident, which looks fantastic yeah. in person. Um, and you know they're they're working on some new Batman films. Uh, well, well, there's a new one um, that's coming out that we're looking at uh, potentially doing some products. And then there'll of course be Aquaman two mm-hmm. and the Flash movies one. We're super interested in, as well mm-hmm. as uh, Black Adam, which we think will give us some great opportunities too. Oh yeah, that would be yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, no, there are a lot. Of, it's uh, you know. Um, the the relationship, the partnership with uh, Warner Brothers, like I mentioned, goes back uh, 20 years. So we've got a pretty uh, broad uh, grant of rights. Um, uh, I, we like to think we're, you know, among the best at what we do with our proper replicas. Oh yeah. Fortunately, fortunately, we've uh, we've earned their trust, so we're able to work with them to develop these items. Now, I I want to take a slight tangent. You you, you said uh, a little while ago that you used to work for Warner Brothers Consumer Products. WBCP. Yep. <laughs> How did you go from 
WBCP to the Noble Collection? Well, I was at Warner Brothers for 20 years, uh, a long time, the majority of that time overseeing toys and collectibles. Um, I signed the Noble Collection as a, as a partner uh, over 20 years ago. Um, and when I spoke to them about doing uh, prop hmm. replicas, you know, the first thing I thought of at the time was uh, the wands and the time turner. Um, and the team at the Noble Collection, uh, who was, I had become familiar with them because I, I loved what they were doing on Lord of the Rings. They did replicas of, of the swords and the rings yeah, and the jewelry. Yeah. They did beautiful, beautiful product, mm. um, and they, which they still uh, make today. And I just thought, boy, these guys uh, put the attention to detail and quality is phenomenal. This is what the wizarding world deserves, this type of, of attention and focus and a team that is just this obsessed with quality and detail. And they agreed. And, you know, the rest is history working with them. You know, uh, after, after 20 years with uh, Warner Brothers, um, there was, uh, you know, uh, there was a reorg that was coming. Um, there was an opportunity for me to, to stay there. Um, but it also represented an opportunity for me to take a fresh look at uh, another opportunity. So when the Noble came calling, it just seemed too good to pass up. You know, after roughly, you know, before before Warner Brothers, I was at Lucas Licensing. I, I worked, I did, I worked at Skywalker Ranch in the licensing for Star Wars. Ah, so I had you, been uh, licensing. Then you yeah. may know a friend of my friend of ours. Who's your friend? Mark Went. Ma- yeah, I know Mark. Mark was there when I was there. Yes, Mark's yeah. been there a long time. Yeah, I know Mark. Mark's a awesome. big guy. <laughs> or I mean. You know, 20, 23 years ago, he was a guy. I'm assuming. I'm assuming nothing as drastic has changed since uh, then. But uh, he he hit he hit twenty year. Uh, he was there. Yeah. Uh, for the switch from um or uh, for for the merger. Yep. Yeah. Helped move everything from the archives. Yeah. yeah. To to Anaheim. Uh, yep. Had hit twenty years with Lucasfilm. Uh, was recognized for twenty years from Disney, and then shortly after was let go. Oh. Uh, He's a good guy. I He's a great I, I remember guy. I remember working with him. So I I worked with him at Skywalker Ranch. So after 23, 24 years on the licensing side, you know, I figured if I'm going to call myself a real toy guy, I got to get on the on the other side as, as well. And you know, after these years, um, I figured that my experience working on the licensing side would be good to bring over onto the manufacturing side. Because I know what is it that licensors are concerned about? What is it that they're trying to do? What are their, mm. what are the hot buttons? What are the go, no-go areas? How do they like to see information presented? Understanding that in some cases they answer to somebody else, whether it's um, uh, another uh, a creator or, 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 uh, or a filmmaker. And, you know, uh, how, how do they rely on the licensees to help them make that presentation to them? So I figured I could take that, that knowledge and basically make um, uh, any company that I could come work with, you know, better and easier and to, to deal with from a licensing perspective. Um, having worked with the Noble Collection guys for 20 years, I knew them well uh, and thought it would be, I thought it really felt like a good fit for me. Um, and, uh, it's been a great move. One of the things that was, you know, that was calling on this side, even though I, you know, spent our, my wife and I spent our whole lives in, in California was both our daughters are here on, on the East coast. My oldest is a, is a, is a, is a gynecologist, she's a doctor at Duke university hospital, which is about three and a half hours away. Um, and my uh, youngest, uh, is on the lot works in the law department at uh, Freddie Mac. And she lives in our building just a few floors beneath us. So for the first time in seven years, our family could be in the same time zone 
Um, and I would get to come work for a company that I had a lot of respect for, oh, wow. a great deal of admiration, and, and two executives that I thought were just at the, at, at the top. Um, uh, it was a good fit. There was a lot of serendipity involved. Um, and I, the only thing that was, if there was a hiccup to be had, um, uh, and it's one that hit the whole world, was right after I started, uh, everything shut down because of, uh, of covid so uh, there was um, a, a lot of challenges that we had to, to deal with. Um, but it, honestly, in many ways, it, it almost made the transition moving to the East Coast easier for me because, you know, when people would say, do you miss California? I used to think, you know what I miss about California? No one can do right now anyway. So, you know, it is what it is. So um, uh, it, it resulted in, in, in smoothing things out. Plus, you know, working with uh, with a great team at Noble Collection, I um, I had seen the work that the designers and the creative team had had done through the work on the licensing side, but I hadn't really had a chance to meet that team um, and getting to know them and and, right. and seeing firsthand how they sweat the details. You know, a lot of things that some people don't realize is you see a fourteen dollar bendy fig, and what they don't think or they were having you know realized is the same designers and sculptors that did that fourteen dollar bendy fig worked on a prop replica of the Star Trek chess set or they worked on a bronze statue of the game of the of the of the of the, uh, of the Iron Throne which goes for thousands of dollars um, it's the same talent and focus that they bring into every item goes into every piece that they do and that was uh, a lot of fun to, to, to witness firsthand very cool yeah very yeah, yeah. cool yeah it must be pretty exciting seeing what they come up with for all these things. It's uh, it is exciting. It's what never ceases to amaze me is how quickly they 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 turn around stuff and how good it is when they turn it around. Um, you know, their rough mm. concepts. One of the things that one of the benefits I have is when we're looking at uh, ideas for a new product we want to talk to a licensor about. Um, when they comp something up, it looks absolutely stunning. We were in one meeting, and and one of the uh, one of the licensors um, asked about our team of, of designers, and the one guy who did that all, who was on the call, kind of giggled. So, oh, that that would be that would be me. So they're just um, very talented, they're very fast, and um, uh, it, it's a, I think it's an advantage that we have in that um, even uh, even the roughs look fantastic. It's just the yeah. level of quality that they put into every aspect of it. It's, it's, <laughs> Is just a thrill to be part of. I want to go, mm-hmm. if we can, real quick. I want to go back to the Fantastic Beasts and Harry Potter sure. licenses. Um, with, when you guys talk about new products, how much is J.K. Rowling involved in the meetings with this as well, or does she pretty much leave it to the folks at Warner Brothers and trust them? Well, the folks at the we get our we work most closely with the team at, at Warner Brothers. And the team at Warner Brothers is working very closely with um, all the key stakeholders on the uh, on the Wizarding World side. So when we meet with them, we know that um, whatever direction we get, and they, they, put, they put together these very um, detailed, very strategic franchise plans as to what's coming down the road, what they want to see developed, how they want to see it developed, what are the key events that are coming up in the franchise that they want to celebrate. Um, and they're working very closely with the key stakeholders across the board. So when we meet with them and we get um, uh, either either get some direction from them or we, or we engage in a brainstorm with them, 
um, we know we can have the confidence knowing that, you know, they've gotten um, all the key stakeholders that they need to uh, on board. They, um, you know, they've been doing this, been working with the Wizarding World now for over 20 years. And, you know, in, in, mo- in, in almost every case, the licensors are working very closely with the, the key stakeholders, whether it's, um, uh, you know, uh, the Blair Partnership, uh, which is uh, J.K. Rowling's team, or whether it's, you know, the filmmakers on the DC side uh, or, you know, um, creators. You know, we have, we announced recently that we expanded our relationship with, with Universal. We launched with some beautiful bendy figs of the Universal Monsters, which we think look absolutely fantastic. Yes. Um, and we've got some. Oh, plush. yeah. Those yeah, are awesome. Those are great. We've got some. Uh, the, the next wave that's coming out, there's a, there's a werewolf. There is an Invisible Man, which is fantastic. It's based on the classic Invisible Man, and his, his face is wrapped, and the head is an accessory that you can remove to make him invisible, air quotes, invisible. Yeah. Um, so there's, awesome. uh, there's some great stuff coming on that side. And um, uh, part of what we're going to be working on is uh, E.T.'s 40th anniversary, which is coming out next year. We're proud to be part of that. Oh, um, oh, and cool. we've got some great stuff coming out for, uh, for Minions. One of the things that I think people are going to really be excited about, it's going to be out before the end of this year, is a Minions chess set. And what I tell people is whatever you think the Minions chess set is going to be, you're wrong. You have no idea what (laughs) what we've got coming up. And on that one, we worked directly with the team team at Universal, the team at Illumination. And we're really excited about this chess set. We think people are going to be really, really surprised um, and delighted when they see it. Speaking of chess sets, uh, I got a chance to get a, um, from you guys the Jurassic Park chess set yeah. uh, to help promote International Chess Day. I was I was delayed. I, it's totally my fault. Things have been so crazy with with work. I missed my deadline to get the review video up, but I still got it up. Okay. Um, I love the Jurassic Park chess set. With yeah, all that's the a different piece. Wow, wow. It's, oh, I'm it's looking at it now. It's, it's gorgeous. Amazing. Yeah, it's a that great cool. piece. And it's a great price at that $45 price range. And, and I, it's got all wow. those different sculpts of all the different dinosaurs. Yep. Um, and the quality of the sculpts are fantastic. It's a yes. beautiful set. We're very proud of that. Uh, you can check out my review of it, uh, awesome. listeners. You can check out my review over on uh, on our YouTube channel. Uh, was it Weepy Geeks? Mm. But we've got some- I have the link to YouTube on on our on our homepage. Um, but y'all's chess sets in general, because Zoe, I didn't realize until after the Jurassic Park set came in, because I was like, they got the Wizard chess set. Yeah, and yeah. I'll have to get mm-hmm. get that for. Right. She already had it. Oh, did she? Um, but the Quidditch set looks great. Oh, it's a beautiful piece. I agree. Yeah. Y'all's chess licensed chess. Boards are amazing, and the only and I would say they rival the stuff that Franklin Mint does because mm. because well, I have nice to say I have my dad's uh, Civil War chess set from Franklin mm-hmm. Mint. Yep, um, and and I know how he went about getting it, but you know I like the fact that you get the same nice quality. And you're not breaking the bank waiting for the piece of the month or pieces of the month to show up. Right. 
Yeah. No, it's a it's it's oh, a great yeah. <laughs> it's a great niche we've carved out for ourselves with those chess sets. Um, particular where it's really grown for us is that forty five dollar range, like that yeah. part chess set, because it's affordable but super high quality, and it's a piece you can leave out on display um, or bring out to play with it. You know, the the the, the pieces are, are 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 sturdy. You know, they're they're they're, yep. they're, they're they hold up very well. Um, and they let us put the detail into into the sculpts and and, and you know mold them in, in the appropriate colors. Um, but you know the Jurassic Park chess set is phenomenal. You mentioned our Harry Potter, the final challenge chess set. Um, yep. We have a Lord of the Rings chess set. Um, and, the, the, uh, Quidditch, the Quidditch set looks. The Quidditch great. set is a beautiful piece. Those are uh, those are the metal pieces. Um, it is uh, that's a unique chess set that that, that we designed. Yep. Um, same thing goes with the Jurassic Park. You know, you work with your our licensing partners, Universal, to figure out you know which which dinosaur is which character, and then which is the right pose. Because part of what you have to figure when you're designing those pieces is it still needs to fit on the on the board. Yeah. Right? If you have the tail extended straight back. Then you can't put a figure behind, you know, piece behind it. So it needs to be able to move throughout the board, and you have to take all that into consideration. See, I was just glad. Mm. My favorite dinosaur from all the films you made you made into a chess piece. Which was that one? The Dilophosaurus. <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, acts as the bishop. I think yes, in our, in our yes. chess set. Yes, yeah. and it's great. I had a feeling you were going to say that, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have always loved the Dilophosaurus. Um, I actually, when the original um, toys came out for it, I had bought the Dilophosaurus. <laughs> and well, we've got those, with the dioramas that we're working on, um, you'll see there's a Dilophosaurus in the works. Yeah, uh, I can't yeah. wait, can't wait. Mm. Um, now, when I took a graphics design class, we had to come up with a greeting card, and I did a greeting card where it opened it up, <laughs> and it, it was a Dilophosaurus. It was a 3D <laughs> Dilophosaurus. Nice. And I had like a water bulb from like a squirting flower. Right. I had that set in the mouth. So as the person held it, I was able to go up behind with the bulb and squirt the person <laughs> with it. And I actually got bonus. I got an A plus bonus points for that one. Nice. Because I well, actually soaked my instructor. And it was innovative. Right. That, that's part of the reason why I got the A. They're like, Okay, you went out way outside the box. Um, And getting back to the chess sets, going way outside the box, y'all have not only the the $45 to $60 or $49 sets, or between $45 to $60, but y'all's higher end sets. Yeah. Are are so worth it when you look at the boards that they're on and the fact that everything stores. I'm assuming everything stores in it because I haven't opened one up yet. It depends on the set. We have a a, a deluxe Batman chess set that retails for about eight hundred dollars, um, and that one is 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 very dimensional. Uh, it's got. Um, it's not as not like similar to the other ones that, for example, the Lord of Rings chess set. It's got alcoves around the side, and you can put the figures into the al- the pieces into the alcove if if you oh, want. Wow. Um, and then the, okay, uh, the yeah 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 the yeah, Quidditch chess set. You lift the box that you lift the top off, and you can't put the figures uh, inside. So some of them do the prop replica of the final, not prop replica, but the final challenge chess at the higher end one. It's about three hundred ninety-five dollars. Those that one doesn't store the pieces. It depends. On, on on the set and if it's it's appropriate to right. uh, build in storage which made perfect sense in the quiz chess set um, and the, the the game board design for the Lord of the Rings piece allowed us to integrate uh, storage into the board as well but that's not always the case it depends on 
on the on, on the design. But they're they're so gorgeous looking. They're, they are. They are. People love those. Yeah. Oh yeah. They are. Yeah. They're beautiful. Yeah. Um, getting back to DC Comics, Derek, you got sure. any questions on on the DC Comics stuff? Um. No, I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> um. You know. Um, it's, you know, it's it's beautiful product. We love working on it. It's uh, it gives us a chance to to use some of the iconography that that is so unique to their characters, whether it's the bat symbol or the S shield for Superman, and use yep. that to make you know money clips or um uh, or or other ass, yeah, other things like I that. Love those uh, it's money fun. Clips. Yeah, yeah those they're great. great. People like those. You know, we're able to make Actually, one. That's, go ahead. Um, I guess I do have a question. I, I only see on your website a flash bendy fig. Are there other ones? Yes. DC or yes, yes, yes. If you um, if you if you uh, Google uh, bendy figs, you'll see the other ones that we have for um, for DC. Um, we have uh, uh, particularly if you look at bendy figs on on Amazon, uh, Batman, Superman, uh, and the Flash. We've got uh, Green Lantern. Um, we've got uh, Harley Quinn. That's working as well. There's um, there's a broad assortment of um, of the DC characters that, yeah. that are that are coming. Excellent. Um, let me see. Yeah, Batman, Superman, the Flash, and the Joker was in, in the first wave. Uh, the other waves uh, are the way you'll see. Um, and we also did a a Wonder Woman uh, uh, in the likeness of Gal Gadot from the movies, and Aquaman is featured in the movie as well. So we've got those as well. Oh, cool. Now I guess the the next property we'll go to. Um, started off great, really bombed at the end. Game of Thrones. I disagree. Oh. <laughs> well, that's you referring to the to to the, the the show itself and just your personal view of how how the, how the show ended. Uh, actually, I was okay. I mean, I thought the ending could have been a little better, but I was I was very pleased right, I with agree. it. Um. But going yeah, based I on what the same way. it could have been better, but I didn't hate it. I mean, that, that, <laughs> that final season could have been better, but I mean, with the way it, but looking at it overall, when, when you had such a, a booming start, mm. the, the end, you know, was a little bit of a, a letdown, mm. but for me, it was still action packed and I, I still really liked it. Um, the Game of Thrones, the Game of Thrones uh, stuff. I mean, it's amazing. The dragon eggs alone. Yeah, those are beautiful. Oh, and, yeah, and, those the, are awesome. and and the deco on them is fantastic. It's absolutely beautiful. If you get a chance to yeah. uh, to look at that, and then uh, we've got some beautiful jewelry that we do for uh, Game of Thrones. Um, and the uh, on the on the higher end side, you've got that uh, you've got the iron the Iron Throne bookend and some of the the wall plaques and the letters openers and the, uh, the sculpt we've done of. Uh, of the dragons, and we do have an Iron Throne special edition bronze book and 14 inches. That's uh, one thousand nine hundred ninety-five dollars. Somebody who wants a piece of bronze, um, but it's a it's a, it's a wonderful it's wonderful wow. IP. It's gorgeous. It is an, it's a, it's a stunning piece. Uh, it weighs a lot, um, and we have a uh, our letter openers are also very popular as well. And we've got some bendy figs coming based on Game of Thrones as well. Oh, cool. So it's been a good, it's a, it's a great IP that we're, we're thrilled to still be working on. Yeah, I'm just curious. I like that you have the hand of the king. Yes. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you can see, but I have a uh, house Targaryen yep. behind me. I do see it. I'm looking at that wall plaque you have and saying, hmm, that'd be a nice piece to, to partner with it. It would be. Yeah, I, I see those. Those are very popular. People do love those. So I... I I want to ask how much of stuff from the different properties 
ended up on Big Bang Theory? Um, <laughs> you know, probably a lot more than, than we know. You know, they uh, generally we always provide samples back to the to the licensor. Uh, every license agreement requires you to send uh, samples back. Um, and I, I was at Warner Brothers when we would get um, a call from the set dresser looking for something. And usually we would have something in the in the sample room where we could get it. Uh, it wasn't often that we had to go to the licensee um, uh, to get something because usually they do have the, them available. Um, but I know the set dresser would work very closely with the team at Consumer Products and go through the uh, some some of the sample rooms to make sure that they had um, the right product in in the back there. One of the things you wanted to make sure was it's officially licensed or really vintage versus you know a knockoff piece because you know. Leonard wouldn't have a knockoff piece in his house. It's got to be authentic. Sheldon wouldn't have a knockoff right. piece Sheldon, in his yeah, house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah. The swords, the the ring, Bilbo's pipe. I mean, all of this. All of those. Uh, you know, you uh, the even star pendant um, is 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 a perennial. Uh, you know, popular with everyone. It was, you know, this is the IP they got the deal. Originally, they're working with New Line to do these uh, these products, and that's how um, they got on my radar when I was at Warner Consumer Products. Because back then, New Line was an independent; they had their own independent yeah. licensing arm. Um, it later merged with Warner Consumer Products, and then it, then we were managing all of it. But at the time, I saw them. Uh, some people might remember uh, a thing called Sky Mall Magazine, which is yes. back to your Southwest Airlines. Oh, yeah. uh, Seed pack. Del- Delta Airlines. Noble, Noble Collection oh. was prominently featured in, in Sky Mall magazine. Yeah. We had quite a few pages in there. But, uh, you know, the uh, the photography of our park was always uh, absolutely beautiful. And it was in Sky Mall that I had seen the uh, Lord the uh, Lord of the Rings product that was the, the Sting replica of the sword, which got my yep. attention. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's how we started. That's, you know, one of the, one of the early big licenses that um, – served as um, an entryway into what uh, the wizarding world and then the expansion across uh, the WB different portfolio with um, uh, uh, not just the wizarding world, but DC game of Thrones, Hobbit Lord right. of the Rings, uh, and some of the horror, you know, franchises. One of the yeah. things that we love about the, the, the bendy figs is it lets you appeal to kids or people from eight to 80. So, you know, we'll have bendy figs of the nun of Annabelle, the doll of Reagan from the exorcist. Wow. Um, so we've got some of those coming for, for fans of the horror fan from movies as well from different um, uh, studios as well. We've got Billy, the puppet from saw as, as a bendy fig. Yeah. We're doing Michael Myers from the Halloween <laughs> movies as, as a bendy fig. So there's a lot of great stuff coming on the horror side. I think people are going to uh, get a kick out of. So this this next one. That's brilliant. I love that. Th- this next one, I, next license or IP, I'm almost a little afraid because I think we're there now. What is that? Jumanji. Jumanji? No. <laughs> <laughs> I feel yeah. like we're living it now. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you. No, the uh, the board game uh, collector replica is uh, is an authentic prop replica of the board game from the uh, the, f- the the first film, the film we saw with um, uh, Robin Williams, Williams as yeah. um, as as mm. President Roosevelt. Um, that was uh, that's what that's where that board is from. Obviously, in, in the newer films, which which I, I really love, um, it's the, the the video game console that becomes a portal into the right. game. But in the in the in the in the in the first um, movie, it was this board game, and that's the uh, the board game replica 
that we did. So we worked very closely with um, uh, Sony on this one to get uh, the, the details just right on every aspect of it, including the, uh, the game pieces, uh, which are individually sculpted and, you know, getting the right dice and all the, you know, all the cards and developing uh, what the gameplay would be for this prop uh, replica. It's a beautiful uh, piece when it opens up and it stores all the pieces. Um, that one's been uh, very, very fun to, to bring to market. Now, the miniature, is this the same one that I may have seen at Target? Uh, likely, yes. Probably okay. the same when you would see in Target would be the miniature. Correct. So I remember seeing that last year. It's like, ooh, Jumanji. <laughs> and... and- my wife's like, uh, yeah, no, we've tempted fate. We're tempting fate enough as it is. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, but so yeah, I think that it probably was a lot won't, of fun. We love that that uh, replica. It probably won't enter our house until after the pandemic's over. All right, fair enough. Well, you know, usually one of the first questions you have to answer as a collector is to your significant other. The, the question, and where are you going to put that? As long as you can answer that, then, then you well, can take it. Where is that going to go? Well, the miniature, I would actually want to play. All right, yeah. And it's meant to, to allow you to be able to play with it. But, but it again, you know, my wife's already, you know, as we've been joking around, we're living it now. Yeah. And we're, and we're now, we've now advanced to the next level. Right. And getting ready to come out of that level and see what's coming next. Right. Because uh, my wife was just mentioning, uh, she goes, yeah, there's now an MU variant of the of the virus. Right. My daughter and I both looked and said at the same time, "What Marvel Universe?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh, I hear you. So we've gone from Delta to Mu. <laughs> like, okay. Uh, we talked about Universal Monsters uh, yeah, a little bit, that. and it's pretty much uh, the Bendies. Uh, uh, the Bendies, and we we do we do some prop replicas as well. We've got um, the Wolfman's cane from the original films, um, okay. and we're working on uh, on an amulet, Dracula's amulet, and we also have a collectible treasure, a diorama, where we're developing um, Frankenstein's castle as, the, uh, as a diorama that you could have. So it's an iconic piece for that oh, one. Cool. So. Um, uh, that's a fun, that's a fun IP to work on. I really love the creature from the black lagoon. It's, it's the one it's interesting yeah, enough, of all the awesome. ones that we've done. That one really connected with people, but maybe it's cause it's, it's just a character that hasn't gotten a lot of love from the merchandise yeah. uh, side. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's very iconic and people love the creature. So a chance to bring him to life has been uh, a lot of fun. So, um, uh, people people responded very well to the well, creature from Black Lagoon. Uh, my second favorite is Frankenstein. Mm-hmm. But it looks great, doesn't mm, it? It looks great, but it, it, to me, it doesn't look exactly like the the Karloff Frankenstein. Uh, and it's, it's not meant to. No, these are meant okay. to be more iconic representations of the characters versus any particular uh, actor. Gotcha. So okay. trying to go after. Uh, so even if you look at um, uh, the packaging or the, or the beautiful art that comes out from uh, from Universal, uh, if you go to the to the website, it's it's an iconic Frankenstein look. Yeah, yeah. Any particular uh, actor that you're trying to to replicate. So part of the the fun that we get is uh, in the development process is getting the look of the character uh, and making it more about the character than any particular gotcha. actor. So like our 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 Phantom of the Opera, isn't it's Phantom of the Opera. But it's uh, it's it's you know we work with the Universal team to come up with what the mask looks like, what the suit looks like, right. what his face look like, what's the scarring look like. Um, so you're doing something more um, uh, that's focused on on the character versus any particular version. Because at the end of the day, these characters are 
timeless. You say Frankenstein, an image will pop into your mind's eye of what Frankenstein looks like. And for many people, it will look like Boris Karloff, but not for everybody. You know, Frankenstein, they just, there's elements you want right. to pull into. There have been so many different versions. So you want to come up with something that is iconic, um, that lets people uh, make it theirs, in, in, you know, in, in one way or another. I like that idea. That's yeah, that's, yeah. That's smart. Yeah, I know it's fun. We like that. And our figures are all scaled to, they're not really scaled to each other. They're just scaled as they're like, you know, five to six inch uh, figures. So, you know, they're not, you know, there, there's, there might be some slight variations in terms of, you know, the Harry Potter, uh, the kids are a little bit shorter than, than Dumbledore, but not as short as it would be in real life. Cause it's about celebrating the character. You know, we're not building out, you know, play sets or vehicles or accessories. Um, it's celebrating the character. So we it, just keep into that scale. It's almost like the Mego right. philosophy, uh, with the old Mego dolls. Because yeah, so I mean, that you, are also what Funko does with their pops as well. Yeah, right? they just, you know, um, right. Yeah, all Funko pops are about the same size, unless they do like a giant version. But you know, it's about bringing the character to life in that form factor. Right. Because I I remember with the Migos, you know, I had Batman and Robin. Well, obviously, right. when I watched the cartoons, Robin's a lot shorter than Batman. But right. with the Mego dolls, they were they were the same size, and it's like you know what? And it was all right. Don't no, care. Right? It was still fun. Didn't care. Exactly. Didn't care. No. Exactly. Um. And I guess going back, going as I've gone across y'all's uh, menu bar on, on the website, going back to the <laughs> Noble Collection classics, uh, we touched a little oh, bit okay. briefly on Jumanji, but um, the Da Vinci Code and even the older stuff like the Cleopatra and the Celtic figures. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot that. of people don't don't realize the company started um, by importing uh, beautiful replicas of uh, medieval armor. They were replicas they weren't 